Goosebumps, The Haunted Car, by R.L. Stein, Chapter 3. Starts on page 12. Oh! A frightened moan escaped my throat. The car bounced hard. Dad cut the wheel. I fell against the door with a hard thud. I heard Todd whimpering in the back. The steering wheel bounced under Dad's hands as if it were about to fly off. I heard a loud roar, a car horn. We all screamed as a black van shot toward us from the wall of fog. Dad spun the wheel. The car shuddered as the van roared past. We rolled down the road faster, faster. The road dropped dangerously. Dad twisted the wheel one way, then the other, struggling to see the curves through the heavy fog. We bounced hard. I cried out as my head bumped the ceiling. The seat belt cut into my waist. We're going to crash! We're going to crash! Todd wailed. Dad's legs shot up and down as he pumped the brake. No! The car slid. We went into a skid. Tires squealed. I heard a car horn. A gray car roared past us. We skidded off the road toward a forest of dark trees. No! I saw Dad's right hand leave the bouncing steering wheel. He gripped the emergency brake and jerked it up. I shut my eyes and rocked hard, forward then back, as the car hit. I heard the crunch of metal, a crackling sound, shattering glass. My head hit the dashboard, then I shot back up. I heard Todd utter a high squeak, then silence. I opened my eyes, blinked several times. It took me a while to realize that the car had stopped. We had hit a tree, head on. The windshield had cracked. Beyond it, I saw the hood crushed and mangled. My heart raced in my chest. I could feel the blood pulsing at my temples. Are we okay? Dad's voice came out tiny, just above a whisper. Shaking his head as if to clear it, he turned to the back. Todd? I'm okay, Dad, Todd replied softly. Me too, I said trying to swallow. My mouth was suddenly as dry as sandpaper. I I just fixed those brakes last week, Dad murmured. And then his expression changed. His eyes bulged. He tore off his seat belt, shoved open the car door. Dad? I called. He lurched out of the car, leaned over, and started to puke. Loud, violent retching, his whole body heaving. I waited until he stopped. Then I called out, does this mean we're getting a new car? I was already awake and dressed when the Sunday newspaper arrived the next morning. I lugged it inside and tossed aside all the section until I found the car ads. Then I spread the section out on the living room floor and began circling the ads that looked good. When dad finally came down for breakfast at 8.30, still in his pajamas, I was ready for him. Check out this one, I said, shoving the paper in his face. He blinked and brushed a tangle of dark hair from over his eye. Mitchell, I'm still asleep, he groaned and rubbed his shoulder. I'm a little sore from the accident, I guess. How about you? I'm fine. Check out this ad, I replied impatiently. Can't I have a cup of coffee first, he groaned. I can't focus, really. Okay, I'll read it to you, I said. I read him the ad. One owner, new model sports sedan, 
perfect condition, V8, white leather interior, all safety features, owner must sell. Name your price. Dad squinted at me, rubbing his stubbly face. What was that last line? Name your own price, I repeated. That has to be a come on, he muttered. Can we go see it, I cried. There's a phone number and an address here. It's on Wilburn Street. In the valley on the other side of town, Dad said. What are you two talking about? Mom appeared at the top of the stairs. She tied the belt on her robe. Mitchell, what are you doing up so early? Did you forget this is Sunday? Dad and I are going to look at a car, I replied, grinning. Right, Dad? After breakfast, Dad and I started down the hill toward town. Todd wanted to come too, but he has karate lessons on Sunday. Dad was driving a white Ford Taurus. He rented after the accident. Kind of like this car, he said, smiling. Good family car. But Dad, I protested. The car we're going to see sounds so cool. The sun poked out between white snakes of clouds, sending streaks of light over the tall trees that lined the road. We made our way easily down to the valley this time and drove through town with only a few stops at traffic lights. Town was nearly empty. Most of the stores are closed on Sunday morning. The only sign of life was the huge field behind the middle school where the soccer league games were underway, with hundreds of screaming kids, coaches, and parents. What was the address again? Dad asked, slowing to pass three helmeted teenagers on bikes. I pulled the ad from my pocket and read him the address again. It should be a few blocks from here. Dad said, turning onto a block of square white shingled houses. Now listen, Mitchell, I have to warn you, we're just going to look at this car. I'm not going to whip out my checkbook and buy it on the spot. Do you understand? What if it's great? I demanded. What if it's totally perfect? Listen to me, Dad said, slowing the car, squinting at the numbers on the mailboxes. Read my lips, Mitchell. We're not buying today. We're only looking. But if it's the most awesome car we've ever seen, I insisted. He didn't reply. He turned into a gravel driveway beside a small, square, white-framed house. This is it, he murmured. The car must be in the garage in back. A garage, just a little smaller than the house, stood at the end of the driveway. We made our way to the front stoop. The door was open. Dad knocked on the glass storm door. I heard footsteps inside. A few seconds later, a tall, thin man wearing denim overalls and a red and black flannel shirt pushed open the storm door. He tilted his head and stared at us with tiny, round, blue eyes. He reminded me of an eagle, or maybe a buzzard, with intense eyes, a broad forehead, 
and a long crooked beak of a nose over a tiny O of a mouth. He kept those blue bird eyes trained on us for the longest time. Dad finally broke the silence. Mr. Douglas, we called earlier about the car. Mr. Douglas tilted his head the other way. He nodded and cleared his throat. It's around back in the garage. The aroma of frying bacon floated out from the house. I tried to see inside, but Mr. Douglas blocked the way. He stepped out onto the stoop and closed the door behind him. Nice morning, he muttered, scratching his head of stringy brown hair as he stepped past us and started toward the garage. Yes, after all the rain, Dad replied. This is Mitchell. He spotted your ad in the paper and Mr. Douglas stopped in the driveway and turned to me. Mitchell, you like cars? I nodded. Yes, I like sports cars and vintage cars. I build models, I said. He nodded. Well, I think you'll like this car a lot, Mitchell. We followed him along the driveway, our shoes crunching over the gravel. He stopped a few feet from the garage and began fumbling in his overalls pocket. I let out a gasp and turned to Dad. The garage door, I murmured. Why is it covered with padlocks?